Let us worship God. God of life, our deepest fear is that we're, we are not inadequate, enough, or complete. And yet you call us beloved, blessed, your own. May we believe your love, embracing our own goodness, living the truth that we are yours. My soul is at rest in God. Our deepest fear is that we have power beyond our own imaginings and outside our perceived limitations. We ask ourselves, who are we to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? And you respond, if not you, then who? You call us to return, to return to the lands of our souls, to return to who we are, to return to what we are, to return to where we are, accepting ourselves as we are. For in you, our souls can rest, and there we find our strength. My soul is Remember not the former things you tell us. You were doing a new thing among us. Do we perceive it? You give us streams in the desert, water in the wilderness of our lives. For in you we find our home. In you we are never alone. Remember not the former things, for you are calling us by name, inviting us to put on compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, and patience. You are calling us by name, asking us to put our trust in you. You are calling us by name, saying, return, return to the land of our souls. And so we sing. My Our first reading for this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah, the 30th chapter and the 15th verse. In preparation to hear these sacred words, let us pray. 
Spirit of life, blow upon the embers of our hearts in the hearing of these ancient and holy words, that they may speak to us as if just spoken, allowing us to sense your spirit new and fresh and alive in this moment and always. Amen. For thus says the Holy One, the God of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
I recently heard a rather in-your-face or off-color prayer by Carolyn Mace, five, the five-time New York Times best-selling author considered by many um, a modern-day mystic. Carolyn prayed, God, send me some badass grace now. You know, when I heard that, I laughed and I thought to myself, I could never pray that in church. And then I thought, why not? A prayer is a prayer. And this prayer, God send me some badass grace now, is my prayer. As I pray for our city and our nation and our world, as I pray for you here at 7th Avenue and for the Church Universal, as I pray for myself and for those whom I love, God send some badass grace, please, now. Reveal your presence. Help us trust, that, help us know that you trust with us, that you abide close to us, that you dwell within us. And, you know, it'd really be nice if you did it now. You know, and if we were to pray such a prayer, I almost hear God whispering very silently and quietly, return. Return again. As our first reading reminded us, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. Inquired and entrust, there lies our strength. Return. Return again. When you hear this, what initially comes to your mind? Is it going back to something that was? That's where I go. But I don't believe that's what the text nor the chant that we just sang is inviting in us. John O'Donohue, in his book Beauty, on the first page, says that we live between the act of awakening and the act of surrender, embracing what is and letting go of what's past. So to return again isn't revisiting or reliving an event or a life or a way of being that used to exist so that we can have it once again so that all will be normal. No, returning to the land of our soul is much deeper and much more profound. As we sang, return to the land of your soul, that place deep within where you know that you were loved before you even had the ability to love. Return to who you are, that unique gift of the creator. 
return to what you are, beloveds of God, return to where you are, being in the present moment. This is our call as Christians, to continually return again. What a delight it is to be here in your presence this morning. To return physically again to this place, to this pulpit where I have stood for almost 30 years, to return to this sanctuary that holds so many memories of prayers and song and silence, desperation and insight. But returning is not just to a physical space, it's returning to a spiritual place deep within, that place that we try to access each week. And that's why we come to worship week after week after week. So to see you, albeit behind these things, brings me great joy, especially on this day, one of the wettest we have had in a very long time. So you all get kudos for braving the rain. But I also need to say how honored and humbled I am that you invited me to be with you this morning so that we could say goodbye face to face in the flesh. When Pastor Jenna told me that your stewardship theme was streams in the desert, I initially immediately knew where that was from. It's from Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It's one of my foundational texts. And I was so excited about that. So listen now to these words from Isaiah 43. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I will give water in the wilderness, streams in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. If you were to describe God to another person, what would you say? What would you tell somebody else? You know, however we describe this mystery we call God, this gifter of all life, one thing is clear. God is a compulsive giver, a spendthrift. If God were a human being, he or she would need a 12-step program. <laughs> For God is a wastrel, a prodigal. Some of us know that story. God is always looking for the, the new, the untried, the thing that will bring about the most life, most joy, most generativity, and most truth. Remember not the former things. Don't consider the things of the past. Behold. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? God's love is like streams in the desert. Do we perceive it? This is the question. Jenna also mentioned that this theme surfaced for you after reflecting on what it's like returning to in-person worship. Many of you were thirsty and didn't really fully know how thirsty and parched your lives were until you were back with one another, finding streams of water after a long time in the desert. And for many of you, finding tears, entering this space and seeing one another again. You know, this is what it's all about. 
returning again, not to the past, to what was, that can never be relived, but to awaken to and to return to the present, to what is. Yes, to physical places like this sanctuary, where you can discover communion with one another once again and experience Eucharist, but also to spiritual places like our heart, where we encounter the Holy One who calls our name beloved. You know, God is always about scattering blessings everywhere. That's the spendthrift part of the Godhead. There is always abundance. There is always more, even if we, in the moment, only see scarcity. Years ago, I shared with you an image of our prodigal God from a friend of mine, Paul Fromberg. He's a rector over at St. Gregory's Episcopal Church in Potrero Hill. Paul likes to describe God as a fire hose of love, which you can't turn off. Kind of like today, actually. But you know, I think we'd prefer only a few drops, maybe a trickle, but we get the full force. This passage from Isaiah at times can make us uncomfortable because it's like a powerful hose of love directed right at us. Remember not the former things. Don't dwell on the past. But we say we like the former things. We like the status quo. And if things are going to occur, some new thing, we want to have it happen on our terms. Or even bet, better, have it happen to somebody else and we can see it. Now, I don't know if that's true for you, but it's true for me. I kind of like things as they had been. But am I willing to have a full force of God's love rather than simply a trickle? And if I am, how might my life change? The former things are gone, says the Holy One. No longer put your focus there. Life and generativity are all around you. All you need do is open your eyes. Returning to the land of our soul, for me, this is what Mesa's prayer is all about. And there's an urgency to it as we've been living these days of a pandemic, as we live in a world of discord, both politically and ecologically and environmentally. There is so much going on in our world Praying a prayer like God send me some badass grace now is a pretty good one, I think. So, dear beloveds here at 7th Avenue, remember not the former things. For behold, God is doing a new thing among you. God is doing a new thing among you as you engage in mission. God is doing a new thing among you as you discern your pastoral leadership. God is doing a new thing among you as you practice faithful stewardship. And by the way, Dedication Sunday is November 14th. <laughs> All this will spring forth. Do we perceive it? And to perceive is to listen with the ears of our heart, to be attentive to the tundra of our soul, to awakening to that which is taking place even this moment within us and among us. My prayer for you as the unique 
and gifted community you are is that you simply be who you are. As you listen for God's word for you, modeling a radically inclusive welcome, tending the holy in yourselves and creation, and being the Christ in the world. Your mission statement really says it all. I close with these words from the Apostle Paul that you have heard me recite many times before. They were to the Christians in Colossae, and they were words of encouragement. And I offer them to you here, this community on 7th Avenue. Receive these as a blessing and an admonition as you return again to the land of your soul, doing ministry from this place to transform our city and our world. So put on God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness and patience, forbearing one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as God has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Christ, giving thanks to God through him. May it be so. Amen.
As we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God. Thanks. Mm-hmm. 
Let us pray. Holy One, you have fed us in word, in silence, in song, and in community. And for that, we give you our thanks and praise. Amen. As we go forth, let us return to the land of our souls and receive the full force of God's love. And may the grace of the Christ, the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit, and the power of the one who calls you beloved be with you from this day forward and for the rest of your life. Amen. Amen.